Hello and welcome to this latest edition of Talking Global Finance, the podcast for the global finance community. Now, if you've been following us, and if you haven't, where have you been? You'll know we've been exploring the Isle of Man's role as an important centre for global finance. Located in the heart of the British Isles, this crown dependency has built an enviable reputation as an international financial centre, or IFC, offering unparalleled expertise and choice to suit diverse needs. Brought to you by Finance Isle of Man, the executive agency responsible for promoting the Isle of Man's thriving financial services sector, each episode of Talking Global Finance aims to unlock and discuss the most important issues facing the global finance community. I'm your host, John Cronin, and in this edition of Talking Global Finance, we're going to celebrate a very special relationship. More than 6,000 miles separate the Isle of Man and South Africa, but over many years, these two unique locations have developed a close working relationship, which has seen many South African business leaders and entrepreneurs set up in the Isle of Man. So what exactly is attracting some of the Southern Hemisphere's finest to the Isle of Man? With me to discuss this, I'm delighted to be joined by Hanneke Farrand of specialist private client firm Farrand Global, and Colin Bird, partner at global advisory and family office firm Maitland. Hanneke, Colin, welcome to Talking Global Finance. Hello, and thanks very much, John. Looking forward to this morning's discussion. Good morning, and thank you, John. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you both with us, and I'm looking forward to uh, this discussion because it takes us beyond the Isle of Man and to South Africa as well. Both of you originally hail from South Africa, but both of you have an Isle of Man story. Hanukkah, let me start with you first. What brought you to the Isle of Man? Yes, my story about the Isle of Man is quite recent. I only arrived here exactly a year ago. And the reason for coming here was quite a personal one is I've always wanted to move with my clients and the assets. Um, as you know, South Africans live abroad, they have businesses abroad. So it was important for me to be closer to their advisors. Um, then the government here really wants to attract new businesses and makes it easier for entrepreneurs to start operating here. My practice fell into that category. So from a business perspective, it was quite easy to relocate and start working here. And then from a very personal point of view, I just, I wanted a softer landing for my children. And, and that has really proven to be a fantastic journey and, and a great success. So yes, 12 months later, we're still here and, and very settled and happy. Well, congratulations. And how has your family found that, that change from South Africa to the Isle of Man over the last 12 months? You know, John, it's it's been remarkable, and I, mean, I know this is not business related, but we can't run a business if our if our families aren't happy, isn't that so? So, I found that my children just grew up. You know, I needed I needed to learn a whole new parenting style because they're hardly at home. You know, my daughter travels on the bus wherever she wants to go. Um, it's very very different from from living in Cape Town, which was also fantastic. You know, um, but they've loved it. Look to I've, I've assisted a lot of families over the years with immigration procedures, and it was good for once to experience it myself to realize it is a huge emotional task. Um, I've always said, you know, there are good and bad days, but, you know, the interviews between the bad days become longer as we get more settled. 
Um, so for them, they've, you know, there's no turning back. Um, and it's been a fantastic experience to see how the world of the vision of the world has just become, come bigger. Um, so it's really been a fantastic experience. And Colin, you lead a busy practice in Douglas now. What was your journey to the Isle of Man? Hannah has been now um, in the Isle of Man for 12 months. Um, a little longer for you? Indeed. I um, have been here nearly 23 years this year. Um, my journey was a little different. I was practicing law in Johannesburg in a family business as a young lawyer. Um, one day my wife said to me, what about an adventure? We had two young children at the time. Um, and South Africa was sort of opening up to the rest of the world uh, in the late 90s. And uh, I saw an advert in the local attorney's journal for a position in the Isle of Man. Uh, not thinking that I would had any chance of getting it, I made the application. It was actually for a, a very junior position, so it involved a step down from, from a partner's position that I occupied before. Um, Anyway, it was an adventure. We, um, um, the firm was Maitland, which I'm still with to this day. Um, they got me a three-year work permit, and the family committed to three years on the Isle of Man. We worked the work permit out and see how it went. Um, well, it's now 23 years, so I think it speaks for itself. Um, uh, picking up on what Hanukkah said, it, it does take a bit of adjustment, particularly for a family. My children were, were one and three when we moved, so... They've pretty much grown up here. Uh, and what a fabulous place it is to, to raise a family. Um, it, it did take, as I say, a, a little while to settle in. I think something that was surprising uh, was that there was more of a cultural difference than we were expecting. Um, but we did find um, the Manx people very welcoming, very friendly. Uh, and there are a lot of other expats here, not necessarily just from South Africa, but from all over the world and particularly from closer isles, the British Isles. Um, and although they may not have moved as far, they still go through the same experiences of leaving family and friends behind. So there are a lot of people that have a lot in common, having having moved uh, from their, their homes. Two fascinating stories there, and thank you both for sharing them. Let, let's try to understand more about perhaps what's driving some of this as well. As an international financial centre, what do you think it is that the Isle of Man offers potential investors, business leaders from South Africa. After all, both places aren't exactly geographical neighbours. Um, I'll come to you first on that, Hanukkah. I think um, as a tax and trust lawyer, I'm looking for a stable, well-regulated jurisdiction with clear case law. You don't want to start operating in a jurisdiction and you have some surprises down the line, especially, you know, for example, with with trust structures. Um, where clients really have to divest of their assets to a group of professional service providers to run those assets going forward. So that for me is 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 one of the very critical um, issues that that South African families and businesses look at. And then talk, talking about um, geographical proximity, it works well because I always say it's one overnight flight away. Um, there's no significant time difference. And we are close to the UK and Europe and, and the US. You know, you are in the Northern Hemisphere and you, for clients who want to expand their businesses offshore, it's a very nice place to operate from. So um, I actually think the, 
the distance is not that much of an issue. Yeah, I think I'd agree with everything that uh, Hanukkah has mentioned there, but I perhaps would add the security and stability that the Isle of Man offers, which plays into um, the aspects Hanukkah mentioned in terms of the law, uh, stable legal system, um, good uh, laws, uh, although it's an independent crown dependency, um, much of the law is, is based on English law, uh, which is well recognized, particularly as international commercial law. Um, and security, uh, not only personal security, but security of, of, uh, of assets, um, security of business, security of, uh, I suppose, more certainty um, in terms of regulation and political um, developments and so on. Um, and I suppose the other important um, point is that the Isle of Man is open for business and it has the space. Uh, and that is something that not um, you know, many other jurisdictions don't have. Um, is the space to to invite businesses in and invite people in, um, and and then the attitude of of the Manx government and the people being open for business. Hanukkah mentioned um, the help and and the ease with that she found in in starting a business in the Isle of Man, and um, and that comes from from the people here, the government here, the authorities here, trying to to welcome people in. So that's all you know, important for me, and I think that it, it shows that it's happening because we have people like Haneko who are coming here. Colin, I want to pick up on a point you made just a little earlier about the some of those cultural differences that uh, perhaps you experienced in the early days of your journey to the Isle of Man. Is there something that links these two places, though, something perhaps in the character of both the Manx people and South Africans that just makes this work? Um, uh, it's it's a curious sort of question, but I'd just like to know what you think of that, Colin. What do you think? Is is there something that's that is inextricably links the uh, South African mindset with that of the Manx people? I think there may be something in that. Um, I, I would put that down to the pioneering spirit. Um, you know, back in the early days of the mining industry, the, there were a lot of Manx people who had mining expertise. Um, who were working in the Isle of Man that moved to South Africa and helped to to grow the South African mining, mining industry with, with their expertise. And similarly, I think uh, South Africans have, have a similar sort of pioneering spirit. Um, that's why some of us are here. It's not easy to leave your home country and friends and family. So you need to have that kind of spirit, I suppose. Um, and, and people are, are friendly. Uh, South African people generally, I think, are friendly and the Manx people are friendly. So um, it's a welcoming place. A pioneering spirit there, Hanukkah. Would you would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, I always say South Africans are fantastic entrepreneurs. Um, and and Colin is right, you can see that here in as a community, which is why it's a successful community, which I think which embraces success. Um, and and where people want you to to do well and businesses to do well. So um I absolutely agree with that. But I can add another surprise, which is, which again has got nothing to do with business, is Colin Dunn, coming from Cape Town, I was amazed by how many people here love the outdoors. I was blown away by the natural beauty of the island, and I still can't get over it. And I think that's something about the island that South Africans don't know, is just how fantastic it is to run and cycle here and 
you know, people swim in the sea all through the year. Um, and especially as a Cape Townian or an ex-Cape Townian, I have to say now, that was that was probably for me the biggest surprise of the move. Because we know the Isle of Man is a financial center, but we don't, very few people know just what an incredibly beautiful place it is. Perhaps the, the water just a bit chillier. I, I don't know if, if you've been, or if you swam in Lindau now or Camps Bay, John, it, it's not that. <laughs> so it's not particularly the Mediterranean either, you know, so. So you're perfectly prepared for the, for the, the, yes, the temperature. Yes, no, I think maybe, maybe a slightly different type of wetsuit if you need to, but you know, it's, it's all doable. <laughs> And I have to say to you, the South Africans love the idea of the TT and beautiful cars and speed. It's um, my clients always want to talk to me first about that before they talk about tax. You make a very good point, Hanneke, about the natural beauty, and and it plays into what I said earlier about the space as well. There is natural space. There is open space. You can go out and enjoy it, um, feeling safe and secure as well. Um, which I think for a lot of South Africans initially when you come here um, is a bit surprising and a bit difficult to to actually get your head around. It's, a, no, it's fine. You can go for a walk uh, as a woman on your own and walk the dog in in the woods or over the hills and don't you don't have to worry about anything. It, it's, it really is beautiful and easy to find your way around. It's not too difficult to get lost. <laughs> Well, the, the Isle of Man has a, a, a very strong reputation uh, internationally as well uh, as a centre for financial services. Uh, not just a beautiful island, but a strong financial centre as well. How important do you think this reputation is for potential business owners and entrepreneurs from South Africa? Uh, you mentioned those conversations, uh, Annika, about uh, events like the TT there, you know, a, a big international attractive events, but more broadly, when it comes to the, the, the reputation of the Isle of Man as a plenty, as a place for commerce, how important do you think that is? You know what, John, I think if you now are not based in a well-regulated jurisdiction, you can't do business abroad. Um, I always say we now live in a completely transparent world. Uh, with you know, with the introduction of common reporting standards and exchange of information between revenue authorities, so in your business you need to have the right audit trail and track record of jurisdictions where you operate in, for example, where your bank accounts are, where your companies are registered. If that is not an acceptable jurisdiction in terms of European standards, you simply cannot operate. So, and I find that as increasingly more important requirement for businesses to do while abroad. Um, I'm sure Colin will agree with me, um, seeing seeing more of the, also more of the trust and, and company structures. Um, it now really becomes an imperative requirement in, to, be, to be able to operate globally. Absolutely. Um, I think we, we, reputation for me is everything uh, and, and for our clients. Um, I think something worth mentioning is that the Isle of Man was recently uh, voted Best International Finance Centre for the fourth time uh, by the International Investment Awards. So that shows the reputation is there. Um, picking up on some of the points Hanukkah mentioned, the regulation nowadays is a given. Um, good, well-balanced regulation is very important. Um, the increased transparency and scrutiny um, of uh, business structures and of individuals um, is, is a worldwide phenomenon now. Um, and you need to be in a jurisdiction which is a good global citizen. 
uh, and the Isle of Man really has for many years uh, tried to show that it is a good global citizen. It's been at the forefront of many of the regulatory developments, uh, which at the time people raised their eyebrows about, but nowadays it's standard and common practice across the world. Uh, so that is very important. Uh, things like the common reporting standard, um, where um, individuals' affairs are, are reported back to their home countries, tax authorities and so on, is, it's a global phenomenon. So you need to know that people handling that information, handling that data, are doing it confidentially, keeping it private, doing it properly so the reporting is done, but that the information is is secure. Um, and that all is part of you know the reputation of, of a jurisdiction. Finally, lastly, I'm, I'm looking for a, a pearl of wisdom from each of you. Um, for any South African entrepreneur or business owner, considering the Isle of Man as their potential global finance partner. What would your single most important piece of practical advice be? Uh, Colin, I'll come to you first on this. I think the first thing is take proper advice. You really do need to know, uh, come with your eyes open. You need to know the legal tax, immigration, exchange control implications. Um, take the advice. People very often um, try to skimp and save. Um, it, it, you have to pay a fee for good advice. It's money well spent. And um, that will then give you the clear understanding from a technical uh, business and personal point of view. But then you should also, if you're going to move here, understand the personal implications, um, which is wider than just business. It's the, you know, it is a different way of life to what you may be used to. Uh, but come and visit. I suppose that's the bottom line. Come and visit. Come and talk to people and, and get the advice. And Hanukkah, the last word for you. I would say we were talking about um, the regulatory environment that, that we need to comply with, visa requirements that need to be met when you're a new business owner here. You need to have the right people here who can do the work. So I think with looking at myself over the last 12 months, I think it is very important to make sure that you either have willing and able travelers who are willing to spend time here to actually do the work or that you find the right employees and business partners right at the beginning of the journey to help you to meet those requirements of having adequate people and adequate substance here. Well, it's been a truly fascinating discussion, but sadly, we are out of time now. Thank you to my guests, though, Hanukkah Farand of specialist private client firm Farand Global and Colin Bird, partner at global advisory and family office firm Maitland. And thank you for listening to this edition of Talking Global Finance. It's been great to have you with us. Don't forget to like us and please do share any comments you have about this podcast or any one of the podcasts now that we've produced as part of this series. And if you want to find out more about what the Isle of Man could offer you or your business, go to Finance Isle of Man. That's all one word, financeisleofman.com. But until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye.